0: Gentlemen, thank you for coming out tonight. we have amazing
1: me. That's right. Make some noise. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with, the rest is just
0: Trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. What's up, what's up, what's up, man? Never get too welcome, old. welcome, welcome to Office House. To Tom Jones. I am a call, Tom Jones. And we're, we're in the building. You know own what I'm saying? Uh, I just wanted to give my young brother a shout out, man. Man, I've been listening to that joint all day, Eli Capella. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all get a chance, man, check that young brother out, man. A young king does something. He brings some fire. You know, uh, he's been rapping for a little while now, but um, he's pretty much coming onto the scene here in Philly. So make sure to check him out. Also, family, make sure you share this broadcast. I don't know why I got to beg my friends and family to share my broadcast. What are y'all afraid, to let people know that you know me? You know what I'm saying? Y'all afraid? I see you on there, my brother Lee, Carolyn. What's going on, baby? I see all my people on there. Queen Mother Gloria Dillard's on the line, man. Why aren't y'all not sharing the broadcast, family? You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to keep it keep keep what's going on here secret, but it ain't gonna work. So y'all gotta, you know, share the broadcast with your people. You know, let them know we're watching and let them know that y'all tune in to office hours this evening. This is a special office hours because um tonight is actually and I am making this announcement now. Tonight is actually gonna be the last office hours. I know I've been flirting around with, but tonight is actually the last office hours um in ter- in terms of this format that we're gonna be doing for some time. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, we're gonna be uh, moving on and evolving to, you know, bring on uh, special acts like the young brother you just saw, you know, we're we slated to interview um, our young brother, um, Eli Capella. Um, he does a lot of um, good work in the community, he comes around he, um, and, uh, and speaking of community family, um, one of the things I wanna to talk to you about, um, there is, um, there, you know, um, one of our queen mothers is suffering right now. So um, I'm gonna bring this to the screen. I want you all to you get a chance to go and donate. Go and donate, go, find the GoFundMe for um, Queen Mother uh, Ramona Africa. She is currently um, ill right now. Um, as you can imagine, somebody, the price and the toll of being in the struggle for the last 50 years, specifically her family going war, going to war, toe to toe, with not just the local government, the federal government, and all other branches of white supremacy. And they're still standing strong, as she says, on the move. So make sure that if you get a chance that, you know, we help this family reach this financial goal, that this fundraising goal of $40,000, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a drop in the bucket when you consider how much money we spend on other things that are frivolous. Let's not do to her what we did to Aretha Franklin. And what I mean by that is, you know, people waiting until Aretha Franklin, you know, joined the ancestors before they started blasting the music. It was almost like a countdown. You know what I'm saying? This insidious thing we have with death, but we don't want to appreciate people while they're with us. We don't want to give them their flowers while they can smell them. You know what I'm saying? Their roses while they can smell them. We want to make we seem to always get to that point where we want to wait till they die and then show the world how much we revere them. Well, let's not do this with our Queen Mother. You know, let's show her our love and appreciation for her now. And she's not out of it here. I just don't want anybody assuming that, you know, but right now she needs our help. So if you can go to the GoFundMe, do five, ten dollars, whatever you can do. Just do what you can do. Don't feel like you have to cover the whole fee or, or or raise the whole fund by yourself. Do your part. If enough of us did our part, then we none of us would have to work so hard. But because so few of us do our part, the the there there the, the are very few people carrying an, an extremely enormous, enormously heavy load. So let's make sure we reach out, to family, um, and go to the campaign. I left the link. And on both Facebook and on YouTube Live, I left the link in the um, description box. So make sure we do that, family, okay? Let me see that, Mama Ramon. I'm gonna bring this back later on because I think it's important that we consistent, that we're consistent with our message. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I know one of the things that, you know, um, we're gonna get into tonight is, you know, we went to, um, we had our first national summit, you know, for the uh, NBLF. We had it down in, uh, you know, uh, Northern Mississippi, and we spent a lot of our time in Memphis, Tennessee. In fact, we were right down the street from Graceland. You know what I'm saying? I, I was about to go over there, you know, and <laughs> to show show my proper honor and respect to the King, you know, but um, too many people were watching. But uh, yeah, you know, we had a, a beautiful time. We did a lot of building and um, uh, we solidified the pack that we came, you know, under. So. You know you are going to see you're not going to just see some things from the, the nblf family you're going to feel the nblf you know what i'm saying and shout out to uh, my brothers and sisters the family in mississippi and memphis that held us down um want gonna shout y'all out you know um i'm gonna I'm do the shout out a little later on because i really want to get into the topic in this uh, show tonight and um, but that that piece that we're talking about that those, those brothers and sisters that went down there, that that um link that we all linked up with, you know, that's the critical mass we're talking about. You know, what I'm saying you don't need a great big. In fact, you don't want a big group when you're trying to build something, you know, um, of this significant proportions. You don't want a big group. You know, what I'm saying you you want people who are um, who are committed, and you want people who um, are are dedicated, and people who have the same conviction that you have, and like I said, you know, we were surrounded by brothers and sisters who had the same conviction that we had. We were able to maintain the brotherhood, you know, strengthen it even. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to get too elaborate, to any details. Well, I'm going to tell you all, you know, um, uh, we're going to show you all some footage from when we were down there. Um, not too much, but we're just going to show you the camaraderie and, and some, type, some of the building that was going on. It was powerful. I, I implore anybody that's looking to build with a group, before you do so, make sure that you take some type of pilgrimage together where you actually get to stand under the same roof for a little while. You know, building bond, you'll actually get to see the nature of the people you're dealing with. Too often, we try to build these alliances and allegiances and these fronts from different parts of the world where we never have a chance to physically connect with one another. And when you're standing under the roof with somebody, you actually get a chance to build, you actually get a chance to feel their spirit and then their character. In fact, in one of the pictures that we took you can actually see evidence of the ancestors with us evidence of the ancestors with it i'm not going to give it away but you know what i'm saying you can actually see it so um make sure if i said family make sure you share um this video because um, i'm going be to ta- be talking about some sev- several different things um and uh and a lot of the things that we're going to talk about tonight well a couple of things we're going to talk about tonight one we're going to talk about you know power of that critical mass we're going to come back to that But first of all, we're gonna talk about our obsession with death and death culture and something that's been happening here in Philly. And I know, I mean, Chicago gets a lot of attention for a lot of these things. And what you see me doing right now as I'm talking to you is I'm sharing this video. So I implore you to do the same. But um, Chicago gets a lot of the the shade, unfortunately, for um, what's what's considered to be um, a city that promotes uh, death culture. But I want to tell you, family, Philly is no slouch when it comes to that. In fact, you know what I'm saying, some in some weeks it goes neck and neck. When you consider that Chicago is, is about three times the size of Philadelphia, um, it really, you know, um, brings a little more levity to that situation. Um, one of the things that we, we, we tend to do is um, – we tend to wait until somebody dies or wait till a tragedy to decide to move on things. In other words, we are a very reactive community. And that is something that, for, for, for whatever reason, you know, uh, it joggles the mind. Because I understand social conditioning. But at some point, somebody is, if you get slacked with enough reality, at some point you have to wake up. And so I understand that most people are woke. Most people are aware of the situation and circumstances that we're dealing with. But most people are paralyzed by fear, and that fear is induced by the threat of death. And I'm going to get into that um, because I put a post up the other day. As many of you might know nationally, there was a a, a situation that happened over the weekend here in Philly where a young man was caught in a crossfire between two 25-year-olds, and this young man happened to get shot and um, critically injured. Now I'm not sure if it's progress because I can't find any information. If anybody can have has any updates, please put it in the um, comment section. If anybody has any updates on what happened to that young man that got shot over the weekend, The 14 year old. Now, here's the gist of it all. So, I, I, you know, and I guess I get triggered when I see fake outrage. And what I mean by that is when I see people who really don't care, want to give the impression that they care by putting pictures or putting posts up or or putting this cry up that we need to do something about this situation. And when I say you don't care, I'm not saying that you don't have any sympathy for somebody who's, you know, who who was shot on their families and the other. What I'm saying is you don't care enough to do anything about it. You don't care enough to do it. And, and, And I'm tired of the excuse that we don't know what to do. That's bullshit. The real answer is we're not willing to do what we need to do. That's the answer. So with this? I guess I got triggered this time because, as you know, if you follow me, all I talk about is trying to implement proactive measures so that we can improve the conditions of our communities for our babies. I ain't worried about you. If you're my age, if you're in your 40s, your time is over in terms of, you know, terraforming a community or terraforming conditions for you. You had your chance. Now it's for the future, for the children, for the babies. And what we're seeing is so much hopelessness and despair. And we got these you know, uh, wicked situations and we got a lot of, you know, if you wanna call them, we got a lot of black hearts out there on the street. You know, they, 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 they've long ago given up on their humanity. So they're going around unchecked. So we have a lot of different situations that we can address. Now, if you don't wanna address the predator, and I'm going to call them what, what Hillary Clinton called them, the predator, because we do have some. Not to feed into her nonsense, because our whole generation is not full of predators. You know, less than 1% of the generation of, of people um, commit crime. And that's of any culture. Well, black culture. I can't speak for anybody else. But the bottom line is we we got too many people who like to stand on the sidelines and hope and pray for their, their, their warrior to come down and save them for their savior to come and to rescue. They wait for Superman to come and freeze out, you know, go into the phone booth and change. So, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, there are far too many of you who are cowards. And I'm just going to call it what it is. Because you got killers sitting in your midst. And you know they might not kill your family, but they're out in the street when they going to kill some fucking body. You already know this. They've killed other people. And you still allow them to sit at your table and eat you feel me so you know what i mean we got people who we we know who the predators are we know who the killers are you know what i'm saying so aside from that you don't want to deal with that element that those of us who will do so and you stay in your lane you stay in your lane now there's another aspect for which you can commit to you can commit to you know financially investing i'm saying financially invest and i know Saying telling black people to spend their money on shit they don't want to spend their money on, it's like you know nails down a chalkboard, you know, because we already got this thing. I mean, I can already see what this is October. I mean, this is um August. I can already see people prepping the messages for please don't tell me what to do with my income tax money, and I'm gonna say, well, please stop complaining about the conditions of your community then, because people who are interested in in the in the in the future. They invest, they create foundations. They don't wait for people, for a government, for institutions that have shown you that their whole goal is to kill you. Their whole goal is to make you perpetual slaves forever. And that you're never to evolve on any type of evolutionary ladder where you will get to the point where you become a a, a prominent member of this particular society. Only tokens, allowed that privilege only tokens to, to to basically show you oh somebody can do it it's just not you you're not giving your all your effort total bullshit. nobody gets more shortcuts than white supremacy nobody gets more shortcuts than the white folk you know what i'm saying so let's just be clear about this you know you can create living spaces that are safe for your babies you brag about living your best life. How the fuck do you live your best right life if you're still paying rent? How in the hell do you still live your best life if, you know what I'm saying, it took you 16 fucking paychecks to come up with your vacation? You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get into all this going back and forth. I understand we got too much niggerdom going on. And the niggerdom is allowing for nigger, niggerish culture. And niggerish culture, how do they say it? Um, you know, uh when when Kevin Hart was getting roasted, Kevin Hart was getting roasted, um, one of the one of the people that came up to, to roast him, I forget her name. Who was the one that was in prison? Or uh, the, the 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 you know the chick that that does all the that steals all the recipes when she was in prison? I forget her name. But she basically said that Kevin Hart, you're not really rich, you're nigger rich. She literally said that. You know, she said N-word rich, but that's what a lot of us, we're nigga rich. We were flashy and all that good shit, but we ain't really investing our money and when things we need to. But here's what I'm talking about when you can financially invest and change your neighborhood, your communities. You know what I'm saying? There's a neighborhood in Philadelphia that used to be called the Badlands. I'm pretty sure y'all remember, Martha Stewart. Thank you, my beautiful sister, Lakeisha Miller, thank you, Martha Stewart. She's the one that called. Go to Kevin Hart's roast and watch when she call Kevin Hart, nigga Rich. You know what I'm saying? Watch that show. Watch that. All right. So, and and, and 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 in saying that, we had a part in Philadelphia, you know, called the Badlands. Now, this is a part of the city where it was considered the worst neighborhood in the fucking country. This is when Detroit was considered the murder capital. This is when Washington, DC, was considered the murder capital. This was in all those other places. That you know, this is when South Central was busting with gang banging. This is when Chicago wasn't even being mentioned yet. But this part of Philadelphia—it's a small spot—but it was called the Badlands. Guess what? Ten years later, well, excuse me, 15 years later, that that spot is called Northern Liberties now. It is a go-to destination. It has been gentrified, so it was a go-to destination. Now it's one of the most expensive places to live in the state. Right here in Philadelphia, And we got a bunch of those neighborhoods in the city, formerly black or formerly Latino neighborhoods, they've been renamed and reclaimed. Well, why aren't we doing those things? Because the neighborhoods that they're going after are the same ones we're talking about, we're trying to get our people out of. You know what I'm saying? And, And maybe we're not following the correlation, but every time we follow, you know, white flight, they went to the suburbs, now we got black people trying to get to the suburbs, now white folk come back to the city, now we got black yuppies trying to come back to the city. No. You stay where you are and build it up and have some courage and some gumption. And, yeah, we're going to have a few people that are collateral damage. But guess what? It's all for the worthy cause of saving your community. Too many of us are too scared to do anything about saving our community. So you will have motherfuckers that are moving to your neighborhood, don't look nothing like you, having spent a day in your shoes, and they're pretty much in your neighborhood moving you the fuck out. But that same neighborhood that was being dangerous, there. this is, I'm, and I'm going to tell you something else. This is something really interesting. They are literally writing in their periodicals, in their periodicals, they are literally, literally, literally writing, right, over the last four or five years. We're going to stem the tide of crime in all of these neighborhoods through gentrification. Ask my brother IJ, ask my brother Samaj, Peace and Wukusu, brother Samaj, I see you on there. My brother Carlos, Wukusu family. Um, Maybe I left you strong. But ask my brothers from Harlem. If gentrification neutered Harlem, it worked in terms of crime, but it also worked in terms of creating a homeless, you know, tightened, more small community for the forced gentrification, you know, shrinkage gentrification. Well, why can't we fix our neighborhoods? And, and pour our money into our neighborhoods. I keep saying this over and over again. You want to stop crime? You stop poverty. That's the biggest influence of crime. Because if there's jobs available, people are going to be less likely to be on the street selling drugs. People are going to be less likely if they if they if I got to get up and go to work in the morning, I'm not going to be outside at four o'clock in the morning. If I got to get up and be to work at eight. If we're creating the jobs, so let me let me let me um chime in on something real quick so i posted uh um post on facebook maybe the day after the young brother was shot the 14 year old we're going back to the 14 year old and y'all might want to share this because this shit got mad controversial (laughs) and and talking about this particular um issue i said damn if only we someone us invested into this child maybe this child would have been in bed at 12:30 a.m maybe this child would have been in bed at 12:30 a.m thinking about a way to open up his business in the morning instead of being out on the street and getting shot this 14 year old okay well somebody lost their goddamn panties in this particular situation i hate to say it like that but that's just what it was there were a few people that were talking about this was too soon. This was insensitive. that had been my family member. I would have been pissed. And my response to that was, if this post convinces somebody to be proactive so that we can start moving to prevent the next 14-year-old from getting shot, would it have been worth it to hurt a few people's feelings? Maybe if we were proactive, the 14-year-old that got shot wouldn't have got shot. Maybe if we started moving on things instead of waiting for somebody to get hit up and then feel remorseful about it. Maybe if we didn't get drunk and despair, like we always like to do, maybe we can start preventing these babies from getting killed. Instead of anticipating their death, anticipating their demise, anticipating the trauma so that we can use the trauma to, to fuel us. Maybe we can start that. No, no. My feelings would have been hurt. Now, have you considered the feelings? I'm considering the feelings of the fact that that child is already shot. No disrespect. My hopes and prayers is that that child makes a full recovery. You know what I'm saying? My hopes and prayers is that that child's family is comforted by the community and the ancestors. You know, my hope and, 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 and prayer is that these become learnable lessons. You know what I'm saying? Teachable moments. But no, I got that. I got an inbox from brothers saying it was too too soon. It's never too soon to try to save the next life. It's never too soon. But I'm going to tell you where it's too late for. It's too late for us to forget the tale of Mamie Till. When she said the problem of one of us better be the problem of all of us. It better be the business of all of us, rather. We seem to lose touch with those things because we like to lose touch with reality. Let's just call it what it is. We like to lose touch with reality. We don't want to have anything to do with reality. In fact, we enjoy our, you know, our distractions so much that we'll even create distractions when they aren't even there. We'll create beasts, we'll create drama, all types of things to keep us from going forth and dealing with the reality that's before us. And the reality that's before us is they're killing us and we're killing us too. Now behold, it's all symptomatic of white supremacy. So white supremacy doesn't get off the hook just because it's somebody black holding the gun. You know what I'm saying? You know, white supremacy doesn't get off the hook. Shadow, get the hell out of here. Get, get, get. I threat my cat with water bottle. <laughs> Cleanest animals in the world. Water scares them. So, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, Sister Tiffany. We are too far too complacent. And not just too complacent, we're, we're, we're worse than complacent. So let me finish this part real quick. So my, my, my issue with, with all this family is two days later, a 15 year old got shot up by a 14 year old. Damn, maybe it's too soon to talk about that too. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's too soon to talk about those things too. Because according to the people who would rather keep this type of stuff swept under the carpet this, that, and the other, and of course they're going to say, you know, that's not what I meant. Well, what the hell do you mean? Because I don't see the action. I don't see the movement. I don't see the push to change the situation circumstances. We need some immediate action, and we need some long-term action. Plans possible. We got the plans. Stop asking what the plan is. You know the plan. You just don't want to do it. But i tell you what I'll do. I'll stand outside your neighborhood bar, and when you show up, I'll say, all oh, that bridge is about to spin in here, i got a plan for it. Let's go. And let's see how forward we are with, with, with moving forth on that plan. How about Thursday and Friday when you get paid and the first stop before you go home is to the fucking liquor store, how about I meet you there? And I say, with all that bridge you're about to spend in here, I got a plan for you. How about those things? How about I stop and before you go on the Amazon, or before you go to one of these um, posh, um, you know, um, online um, online stores to purchase something, I'll have a pop-up box. And I'll pop up on your website and say, before you spend $400 on that purse, before you spend $600 on the sneakers, before you spend all that, I got an idea for what we can do with that money. I got an idea on a plan. Oh, I know, I know. Don't tell me how to spend my money. That's right, I won't. But then you don't tell me how I'm supposed to be an activist in a situation where we're not funding and putting up money, creating, you know, institutions and foundations that'll actually save our babies lives we had a plan in place where you can actually on every other block a child can have a business of their own several children the children on up on those blocks can have businesses on their own that would have kept them occupied and kept them business-minded entrepreneurial focused and actually hire more people than the black businesses have here hire. because the black businesses out here 90 percent of black owned businesses are sold or solo operations didn't i say get your ass out of here shadow get Get! You don't know how to act. Get out of here, damn cat. <laughs> That's why I keep the door shut. Get your ass out of here. So, this is this this is where I'm coming from, family. And I know, I know. Always talking about money, money, money. And you don't want to support my lifestyle. I know you don't like the fact that I have to pay electric bills and gas bills and utility bills, and I got to put gas in my car when I'm driving to save the days I'm fucking with. I know you don't want to do that shit. You know what I mean? Fine. As I said before, don't support anything I'm a part of, but there are plenty of brothers and sisters out there that are on the ground, ten toes down, and are burnt the fuck out. I just told you about Mama Ramona Africa. I just told you about that. Go support the Africa family. Go, go support MOVE. They still do work in the community. They still work on the ground. Go support them. You know what I'm saying? I told you my last lie. Look up the name Corey Williams. I mean, excuse me, not Corey Williams. <laughs> Shit, Look, y'all got me. Y- y'all done got me. um Corey Camp. Look up my brother Corey Camp and Jimmy Williams. And if you can't find them, go to bythehood.com. Bythehood.com, where they're teaching financial literacy to children and parents every saturday and sunday their own time they're teaching it go to the if, if you want to find out other people there are I, so many resources to people that you can reach out to don't don't come to me go to pax inc pax inc is offering homeschooling opportunities for people so your babies aren't out on the street and you can actually choose african citizen edu- education in the home got plenty of places to go well Zyx institute up in brooklyn you know what i'm saying if you're in new york go to Zyx, you know what i'm saying right on st mark's you know what i mean in brownsville see ah you don't have to come to me you don't have to come to me you know what i'm saying it, it doesn't matter you don't have to come to me don't contribute to the black liberation movement out in northern mississippi go to go to, go, to, go find my brother patrick alexander Find my sister crystal denise go to them and and seek their uh, you know and because they're doing institution we've got institution building going on institution building saving our babies Providing the future for our babies. That's what we got going on. So, so, what, so, so it's a family disappointment that comes in. The disappointment that comes in is that people say we don't have the plans. I just gave you the names of five organizations that have fucking blueprints, detailed plans. Not to mention that I put together a goddamn movie with the blueprint and the answers that you still refuse to fucking see. So, don't tell me we don't have the plans. You don't have the team to have the initiative. You know, the scary part about this is oh, oh, my show, brother, my show, peace and black power to you, brother. You know, brother, my show, Queen washer. you know what I'm saying? They, they do a beautiful program as well. They teach black people how to love each other again. We got the people in place, man. We got the people that's doing work all over this country. All over this country. You want to support? My girl, Carol, pulled out in Los Angeles. She's in middle school turning those black and brown babies around, teaching them the great griot work that, that needs to be done. We got my brother, Joseph Ward, down in Central Florida, giving them that heat every day, going around, going into the projects and making sure that, that the brothers and sisters are practicing safe sex. You know what I'm saying? We got people doing work on the ground. Easy to get to so 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 here we go, fam. And let's not forget we got the black blah blah black captains here in Philly. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got the blah 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 black captains here in Philly. Meet every Monday. You know what I'm saying? So if we're serious, and most of us aren't, but if we're as serious then if we wanted to change the conditions in our community we would stop but let me tell you why are we not because we're addicted to this whole concept of death death rules everything we have rituals for death like i said it came it became so clear just past week when we lost um our, our daily beloved um anita franklin when we lost her it came so clear my my brother ij tayama recorded one of the most um powerful you know, tributes outside of the Apollo last week. As soon as she died, the Apollo put together this elaborate dedication. Television shows were dedicating to, 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 to the queen of soul. But five minutes ago, she was alive. You no know, music was playing. No, no, nobody talking about how much they revered her. Only people offer, only thing people offered was their freaking prayers. The only thing people offered was her, their prayers. Not even a way to seek, see if they could find a way to help her comfort. Nobody said, let's send her some roses and flowers immediately. Nobody said, let's, 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 let's let her know how much we appreciated her. Nobody started playing her music until she died. So as far as we know, she never even knew she was appreciated and loved by the motherfuckers who was playing the goddamn music, having the tributes and celebrations and parties all over the country, all over the world, perhaps, after she died. For all we know, she never even heard, she didn't hear one goddamn bar. And that's our infatuation with death. That's why we don't move on shit. We're so reactionary. We wait. And maybe we're traumatically, um, maybe we're traumatically controlled where we're actually controlled by trauma. Maybe that we're just that we have to, because when it comes to be proactive in ways we can prevent death, we seem to be slow to move. We ignore the call, but as soon as somebody dies, people show up. I said last week, you know, we spend more time prepping funerals than we do prepping futures. Or preparing children for the future. We spend more time on the funeral aspect, the death aspect, than how to support them or give them a lifestyle that's worth living. What's the psychology behind that? Because that's more than just post traumatic slave syndrome. What's the psychology behind us waiting till somebody dies to see any significance in them? What's the psychology behind that? What is the Precipice behind waiting to somebody else. because when people die here, you know you know what's coming. The first thing that comes, people go to the spot that they died, and they turn it into you know um, they turn it into a shrine. You got you got the the candles, you got the teddy bears, you got um, postcards, or you know um, uh, you know. You got the cards, and then we um stand there, and, and then we say, you know, this is how much of a travesty this is and how much it has to stop. We we make sure that we all get t-shirts with their names and faces all over them. We make sure, I mean, we have a whole ritual, a ritual. And the funny thing is I read about this like 20 years ago. In the Philadelphia W's, they had a um, story about um, the, the newspaper. They followed the family around where a young man was killed and his mother was so preoccupied with getting the shirt with his face on it, that it was almost as if she was moving mechanically with everything else. But that was the only thing that mattered. The death of the child, man I mean, could be the shock, you know, the death of the child, but it was more so the ritual had to be carried out. And I have a problem with that. My problem is I wish we put that much thought and detail into saving them. I wish we put that much detail into not. Because i tell you like this, which is scary to me. I don't have any children of my own. I have not birthed a child of my own. But if I did, I'm not one of those people to say, if you hit my child with a car, I'm just one. no, 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 no. My world ends the second you hit my child with that car. So I'm going to prevent my child from being in a situation where you can hit my child with a car. I'm going to prevent, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that child is insulated and safe and and, and protected so that I don't have to, so that child will be burying me. Unless there's some unforeseen accident, a fucking airplane falls out the ground, out, out the sky or something of that nature. You know, uh, earthquakes, you know, natural disaster happens. And, you know, we have a volcanic eruption in Broad and Erie. Unless something like that happens, I'm expecting my child to be burying me. I'm expecting to be laying in my bed, surrounded by my family when, and my children being there to carry on the, the baton. I'm not expecting to be standing and talking about this. You do something to mine up. no. I'm I'm not that arrogant. I'm not that stupid. I'm not that foolish. I'm not that careless. We have got to start being more proactive. And this whole tie into to death and waiting for death to come down to to for death to you know. And it's funny because death has so many other holds on us. Death. Also has the hold on us where we're afraid to do anything because we're afraid of bodily harm. We're afraid to confront situations, and and so therefore, you know, we'll suffer a slow, painful death because we don't want to, to fight the quick one. So we'll we'll avoid telling somebody, you know what? I don't appreciate the fact that you shoot up the neighborhood every two weeks because you got a bad you and your girlfriend in a fucking fight. And we're gonna have to put you down like a damn dog because it's obviously a rabbit and there's no control. Your enemy to the community, your enemy to the family. You bring heat to the family. You do your dirt, motherfuckers. Come back and spray my house up. I ain't got time for that shit. I'm not going to consistently. I'm not going to continue to be a fucking safe haven for a goddamn criminal was committing murderous and treasonous acts towards our community. Exactly. Brother Monshaw, exactly. Afraid to kill and afraid to die. Once you're not afraid to die, all that shit changes. I, me and Death done face each other. I flipped at the finger a couple times. Cup jab, swell miss, pop hop, caught with two-piece. Now, you know, me and Death have an understanding. I ain't scared of it, and if it comes for me, be ready for a fight. But what are we what are you doing family and like i said if you scared then stand out of the way because you know what i often see i see people who come and who are ready to address that shit and the people who the scared motherfuckers are the ones running in the middle stop it stop it stop it thomas stop it stop what this motherfucker's about to kill i'm about to save about 16 lives by taking this one I'm about to save about 16 lives if I'm taking this one. Cause this motherfucker got two banana clips and they're about to spray this by his babies and children out here. We can't have that shit. Ain't nobody gonna miss this treatment. Not even his fucking mother. We gotta start moving, you know what I'm saying? We gotta stop moving and fear. And yeah, we can get to some of these young brothers and sisters, specifically some of these young brothers wild and help them see the air in their ways, bring them on the right track. But for those who can't, for those who live that, that fuck that lifestyle, hey, listen fam, ain't no room for you in the future we're trying to build. Now, in Africa, there were no prisons, you were exiled. That means you leave the community and we ban you from any of the benefits that community presents the exile is real we're not going to feed you we're not going to house you now if you become an enemy we got to treat you like the enemy but that time has come we're already getting killed on the outside it's like you're fighting you know a flesh-eating bacteria and you're trying to fight that but you got cancer inside it you got to get the cancer out of you so you can focus on the flesh-eating bacteria. The flesh-eating bacteria is white supremacy. The cancer on the inside are the monsters that white supremacy created. You know, let's be real. We got fucked by, you know, the the power of white supremacy, came in our backyard, slipped a little crack in there, and said, here, you know, we're going to destabilize your community for generations to come. And that's what happened. So we got a lot of people who are in their 20s right now who are are crack babies. They were crack babies. They were born in the 90s and now they're crack babies. This whole, you know, we got a lot of millennials that ain't quite functioning right. They don't have the the ability to to cognitively assess a situation. They don't have the ability for critical thinking. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the ability to apply logic to a situation. They're hyper emotional and all they do is get high because from the time they were conceived, they were addicted to drugs. From the time they were born, they were injected and di- and, 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 and fed and peddled dr- and drugs. And then when they got older, they started self-medicating and what else? Drugs. And then the drugs they got didn't wasn't strong enough. So now they're on some shit so strong and powerful, the motherfuckers can't see straight. And that's why all these innocent people are getting shot. One, they don't even know what the fuck they're mad at. And two, they don't even know the hell they're aiming at. The world would be a better place without. You saw, y'all saw that movie um, 300. You saw 300. In the beginning of 300, you saw the side of that cliff? That's right. Got rid of all the motherfuckers that was going to bring down the community. They did, oh, they did it when they were babies. <laughs> but still, you get the drift. Sometimes you got to thin the herd. You know, what I'm saying now, I'm not with eugenics on all occasions, but on this particular occasion, they've done it and it's going to happen again, unfortunately, because the same way they hit us up with the chemical warfare, they did biological warfare in Flint. So a few years from now, you know, about 15, 20 years from now, it's going to be out of control. Just 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 instantaneous murders and shit like that. in Flint. Flint was already fucking crazy. Flint was already a wild place to be, you know. It's going to be even worse now because the damage from all that lead poisoning and the damage from dealing with all that rust and, um, you know, Legionnaires' disease and shit. We're going to have an epidemic in Flint, you know, because unless, you know, they go on a vegan diet and a vegan cleanse, we ain't going to be able to pull that shot at them. And they're going to be around there unable to put together cognitive thought. And they're going to be, because you know, one of the things that's, you know, because it's, it's, it gives a similar effect with autism. And what autism basically is, is, you know, um when the communication, you know, uh, it's not linking up, you know, the lines of communication. So they get frustrated because they're trying to tell you something, they can't verbalize it, and you're not understanding it, causing more frustration, and then it's, you know, you get the tantrums and all that. That's typically what happens with autism. That's also what's going to what happen with when these young children, unfortunately, reach maturity in Flint and the surrounding areas that suffered that that situation with the water, so so so, family, we 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 gotta be at it. We gotta be honest about the situation. I want to love and help as many Black people as possible, but we all know all skin folk and kin folk, all skin folk and kinfolk. and and we're, we're and, and so we can't hold on. The people who are slashing, or or trying to slit your goddamn wrist, slit your throat. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, you know, you got to determine whether you want to live or die. And if you want to live, you'll be proactive. If you want to die, you'll just be peacefully and peacefully. You know what I'm saying? You know? And, And then you'll go out. But just don't fuck with us. That's what I'm saying. Because we have critical masses of people working on things. Critical mass of people who are putting their blood, sweat, and tears in the operation. People who are, are spending and utilizing their own resources because we can't get the community that we're trying to save to invest in its own, its own salvation. We can't do it. So we have the critical mass of people doing it anyway. Don't worry, we're going to do it for you, or at least for your babies. You know what I'm saying? Because the babies still have an opportunity to, to live you know, a decent life, and we're going to provide that for them. We're going to provide them the protection that you have advocated. You know, you don't want to protect the babies. You you, can't protect them from the cops. Can't protect them from the vandals that are amongst us. Can't protect them from, you know, um, the the school, the prison pipeline. Can't protect them from the poison that they're eating. No, 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 I'm sorry. We are refusing to protect them from those things. We can protect our babies from all this shit. But because you're choosing to not protect them, get out of the way of those who will. Get out of the way of those who will. That's all I'm trying to say. You don't have a role in in, in what goes forth because you're too cowardly to, to stand on the side of righteousness. You're too cowardly to stand on the right side of history. History will show, history will show. Just like now, when we look back in history and we look at all those people who didn't help out in the civil rights movements, the black power movements, and we look at all those turncoats and traitors, when, our turn to be red is, is coming up, and, and it's not going to be too long. Twenty years from now, this time will be in the history book. When these times come up, the children will know who sold them out. The children who know who didn't fight for them. The children will know who didn't look out for them. The children will know those things, and that blame you, rightfully so. So we got the critical mass popping, and we're working with the critical mass to build. And what the critical mass is going to do, the critical mass is going to take on. And we're going to make decisions for you. That's right. We're going to make decisions. You don't even have a choice in the matter. You advocated your right to make a choice when you chose to stay on the fence. You know, when you chose to not engage in a fight, you advocated your choice. Because there any choice you had in the matter, you advocated that up. So we're going to make that choice. We're going to decide how the food is going to be grown, distributed. We're going to decide the networks. We're going to decide how, how, what education is going to be provided to the children, what type of education. We're going to decide those things. We're going to decide you know, um, what regions of the country are good to live in and what region is not. We're going to decide. And we're going to move as a nation. And everything you do will have consequences and repercussions for it. So when you choose to do things that go outside that, don't be surprised if a motherfucker show up at your house. And I'm dead serious about that. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, too soon? Did I say too much? All right, I'm gonna chill. But just know, family, that critical mass is working. And just like a neutron star, it might be small, but whatever it bumps into, it destroys. So, with that said, family, like I told y'all earlier, this is my last broadcast for office hours for the time being in this particular format. Um, we all talk about sacrifices, and unfortunately, this is one I'm going to have to make. You know, um, in regards because I have some, we have some moves that have to be made, and uh, fortunately, office hours is one of the things I have to get chopped. I will do live videos every once in a while but for the most part, you know, my work is gonna be behind the scenes doing things. And it's, it's very important work. But this broadcast is gonna be one of the last ones. So before I go off the air, family, I want everybody to get a chance. I want you to, I want you all to, to check out. There you go. I want you all to check out this fundraiser. Let's see if anybody's done anything since we've been here. All right, cool. we got a few people who've contributed. A few people have put up a couple dollars, so, you know, that's what's up. You know, fundraiser went up over $100 since we've been on the air. So I'm glad to see that. Thank you for all you who um, are contributing. We're going to cont- keep contributing. Let's not do her like we did Dr. Ben, where we everybody bragged about how great Dr. Ben was, but then Dr. Ben died penniless in the old folks' home. You know what I'm saying? So um, um, thank you, Sister Ariel. <laughs> Kusu Queen, appreciate you. And um, family, you know, let's just uh, make sure that we contribute because if, if one thing I know is when we put our mind to it, man, we can do whatever the hell we want. That's what's so heartbreaking about our condition now is that we have collectively put our minds to not doing anything, to not making a change, to not fixing the situation. And because we collectively chose to do those things, we are not... Putting ourselves in position to win. And I'm 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 sorry. I have not been a black nationalist all my life. Maybe that's a good thing. I have not been a pan-Africanist all my life. I wasn't born into it like a lot of people. So maybe it's because I got into it when I got into it, and I the, the route that I came, where I learned about white supremacy from white supremacists as they as they moved about and I was functioning in their circles, and I learned. Maybe it's because I know how wicked these motherfuckers are. I ain't taking no chances. And also maybe it's because I didn't take all the ass whoopings that most Pan-Africanists have taken and both nationalists have taken. I haven't been been, been beaten been beaten into submission like a lot of people. I don't I don't settle for moral victories. You know what I'm saying? I don't settle for moral victories. This shit is not cool with me. I'm not good with it. I'm not okay with it. If somebody slaps me, I want them to taste their own fucking blood. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't deal with it. Now, what I will tell you, family, is that we do have um, a functionary thing. And I, I want y'all to all support my brother, Patrick Alexander, who, um, who hosted one of the hosts, along with my brother, Bowles, um who hosted us. And we had plenty of people that hosted us um, my sister, Mary Sunshine, um, sister, Crystal Denise. You know, uh, Sister April Hibbler. You know, um, we 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 had a bunch of people out in um, in Mississippi. Um, so my my sister Rikisha. Um, You know, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. My brother Hollywood, brother Darrow my brother Kim. You know, um, oh, we had a lot of people who supported us out there. You know, and I want y'all to make sure y'all um, holler at my brother Patrick Alexander and get your printing and embroidery stuff from him. You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing this shirt right now, unapologetically black. Y'all make sure y'all go holler at my brother at PATs, at PATs, my brother Patrick Alexander. Patrick, if you're in here, just, you know, um, uh, or, or um, somebody tag my brother Patrick and let him know, man. We're trying to make sure y'all call to that brother. He is is taking on orders. The brother is an institution in Northern Mississippi, in Senatoba, Miss- Mississippi, and um, in, in Coldwater and in Tate County. You know, make sure y'all support that brother. You know, that's a that's a that's a solid brother, man. That that brother is he, he is he is a brother for real. That's about as high compliment as I get in, give anybody. You know what I'm saying? We got these shirts. Y'all know we got these, baby. <laughs> I didn't ask to get black. I just got lucky. We got these in green and black. So make sure I hit my brother up, man. Specialized orders, however you wanna make it. Make sure you hit my brother Patrick Alexander up. Thank you, Brother Lacarlos. you know what I'm saying, for looking out. And family, I'm gonna go out on my um, young brother, um, Eli Capella. I'm fucking around, his mouth mouth got me confused like hell. I'm gonna go out on my brother Eli Capella. Y'all check out the whole video, you know what I'm saying? Um, Hate me too. I would hate me, and I'm gonna start at the beginning. (laughs) So y'all can check it out. And with that said, family, peace, love, and black power as my brother always says, we will win Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out tonight. we have an amazing
1: art. Yeah. He goes way. Way. Okay. that's right. Make some noise. Walk. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just Walk with me through the trials and tribulations. All I hate and we gon' make it just Walk with me. Never get too low. We can rise above it. Gotta recognize we're Walk struggling and hustling with me on this journey we call life. In my own stripes Better days Man I've been praying I've been praying Like all night Sacrificing a ball is life Having dreams of me Building temples Elevating, educating Still got dreams of me Going to temple Man I wanna be Versus the man I was born into Born in a sin No judging But there's no Crim Delicum in the city It's us against them The worker first The taker The taker Versus the violator The hustler in me Will annihilate you. Ask the creator Why they describe Fortune as paper When we all know The real players Is shedding love You spread that You get it back tenfold stay on your feet like insoles you reap what you sow right don't be asleep for your whole life trying to creep these streets like underneath ain't a hole right we'd rather dig ditches instead of building bridges but i'm here and i lack fear and i need a real witness Walk with me. all we have is what we're blessed with the rest is just Walk with me. through the trials and tribulations all i hate and we gonna make it just Walk Get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggle and hustling. With me, on this journey we call life. Walk with me, grandma I'm 50, grandson 16, but to the household he's a king. Cause he envisioned his mother as a queen, but she passed when he was eight and grandmom took her place. She was a base hand and daddy was a base runner. He never loved him, chose his money and replaced him. That's when grandmom stepped in, her grandson best friend. But grandson stepped out, started putting his chest out, started learning his truth by striking fear in the youth. Little boy no more, he need a miracle too. Now ask yourself a question, with all this mass aggression, if he committed a crime out of frustration as an adolescent, does he deserve a prison sentence or a better blessing? Did you even bother to question whether we learned this lesson His story could come from glory, it could be another person's blessing Not believing, you get the message Won't you please walk with me as walk I give the message? with me All we have is what we're blessed with, the rest is just Walk with me Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just Walk with me Never get too low, we can rise above it Gotta recognize we struggling walk. and hustling We call.